0: There are no secrets to success. It is a result of preparation, hard work, and learning from failure. That is a quote by Colin Powell. Welcome to Trina Talk. This is the podcast where guests share their stories of pursuing their passions, living a fulfilled life, and empowering others. Each week, I talk with inspiring leaders, business owners, and people with amazing stories from around the world in unscripted conversations as they share their successes and failures. This podcast is all about empowering you to keep striving in your personal and professional life. I am your host, Trina L. Martin. Hello, welcome to Trina Talk. This is episode one hundred and two, and the topic of this week's episode is "Do What You Love." My guest this week is Sarah Saint John. Sarah is an entrepreneur, podcaster, and author. She has created several startups throughout her entrepreneurial career, and she is the owner and founder of a podcast production agency called Podscene and a podcast resource directory called podcast resource directory. In addition, she hosts a podcast titled Frugalpreneur, Building a Business on a Bootstrap Budget. Welcome, Sarah, to Trina Talk.
1: Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I
0: am excited to speak with you. You have done a lot. I mean, you're doing a lot in the podcasting space and Why don't you go ahead and tell me that? Because as we both know, being podcasters, it's doesn't have as many women as it should. It's growing. But tell me why you decided to do the things you're doing.
1: Yeah, I think that's true. There definitely I was reading about that the other day that women, it's increasing in number, but it's still like, I don't know, 20 or 30 percent maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But. I started my podcast, which is called Frugalpreneur, uh, and it's about building a business on a bootstrap budget. I started that to coincide with a book that I had written, also called Frugalpreneur, just kind of as a just to kind of go along with it. I thought it, you know, would be useful or another mode of education, I guess, for people who like to listen to audio and. But it was in the process of starting that podcast that I actually enjoyed that and, and was gaining more traction with the podcast than from the book. And so um, I've kind of switched gears now to focus more on podcasting. I I feel like it's that industry uh, is evolving pretty quickly and <laughs> gaining momentum and popularity uh, really quickly Um within the, just the past year. And so, um, that's kind of more my focus now. And I've started a, uh, podcast production company, just started that. And then, um, and that's called pod seam and then podcast resource directory, which is basically a directory of various podcasting related tools and services for someone starting a podcast. And, um, And I'm actually working on another book called Podcastpreneur. So I'm kind of narrowing down on podcasting now. Wow. So why don't we go with the
0: frugalpreneur? Tell me about that because I I looked at your website and it says your goal is to show people how to launch and manage an online business on a budget. So do share.
1: Yeah. So kind of the whole concept of it, it started, um, are you familiar with Dave Ramsey? I am. Okay. Yeah. I was doing his financial peace class and I was sitting in there and, and he talks about all these ways to save money, which is great. But I was thinking, well, what about ways to make money to, you know, to help pay off debt and whatnot, but on a budget. Um, and so I had been kind of experimenting with various online businesses for years now. And always like researching the, the tools and whatnot uh, that help me to run a business on a budget, uh, usually free tools or very affordable ones. So I was like, maybe I could. The idea of frugalpreneur just kind of came to me, like being an entrepreneur on a budget. And so that's where the idea of the book and then the podcast came from to help people, um, like discover first of all what different things they could do uh on a budget particularly online businesses because it's hard to do an offline business on on much of a budget um but uh and then just the different tools that i use to to operate it on a budget
0: so do you want to go into some of your your tools and your strategies that you use
1: yeah so um for it's important, I think, to have a website, uh, but you can do that very affordably by, you can get a domain name for a $1 dollar at oneandone.com. It's the number one um, and one.com. You can get a domain for like a dollar and then you could get a free website with WordPress. Um, and then, you know, once you come up with a, a name or an idea, you could create a logo in Canva or hire someone in Fiverr for like $5. And then like f- y- you need to start developing an email list, um, which I was using MailerLite for, but I've just switched to SendFox, which especially for a content creator is really useful because you can like input your blog or podcast feed uh, in your YouTube channel and it automatically generates like newsletters and all kinds of stuff for you. So it's very hands off and it's free uh, up to 3000 subscribers. Um, So those are like the main tools I would recommend getting started with, regardless of what kind of uh, business you do. Um, And as far as what you could do, you could do like drop shipping uh, if you're if you have no idea what where you want to go and what you want to do, um, and you're just looking to get started online, I've done drop shipping, um, which is basically you have a website with different products, and when someone buys something, you actually don't have to uh, maintain an inventory or fulfill it or anything; it goes to a wholesaler basically, and they fulfill the order. So there's like no upfront costs um, and you don't even have to do the shipping or anything. Um, The only problem is a lot of the drop shipping is from China, which, so the delivery time is pretty long and people are used to getting stuff in two days with Amazon. (laughs) So that's something to be aware of. Um, But the profit margins are pretty high uh, because you could, you know, something could be like a dollar that you could charge $10, 15 $20 for, for example. So that's one idea. Or um, affiliate marketing is one that I like a lot. That's where you're basically referring other products and services. Uh, and then if someone purchases from your link, you get a commission from that. Um, uh, you know, and even podcasting or... I mean, there's just so many, coaching and consulting, there's so many different options for creating an online business now that requires very little upfront capital, I guess you could say. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, exactly. So what did you do before you got into this space of podcasting and doing online businesses?
1: So I started out over a decade ago doing photography, you know, before I started doing online businesses, I was doing photography and whatnot, which I enjoyed, but it gets very expensive to maintain equipment and, uh, you know, cameras, lighting, all that stuff, all the time it takes to edit. So I was wanting to transition to an online business, and so I've tried different things like i had a a t-shirt business you know where you can create the design and then it's kind of like drop shipping but you're creating the design um but there's just so much competition with that and very little profit per per shirt sold you know so i tried that and then i did try the drop shipping and just various a lot of different um businesses and then i started writing the I have two books now working on a third that I've self-published. Um, and so I did that. And so it's kind of like I've dabbled in various things, but I'm finding that podcasting, um, I mean, you don't necessarily directly make money from podcasting, but you can build an audience or a fan base and then, um you know, teach them basically. And then of course you can have like courses and expand from there. So it's been kind of a, a process of probably a decade of getting to this point, but I think podcasting is where I'm going to stick. Yes. I love podcasting as well. So tell me
0: about your podcasting agency and your directory and how did that all come about?
1: So, I realized that I really enjoyed podcasting and listening to podcasts and just everything and, and even enjoyed editing and producing the podcast and just everything that goes into it. And so I thought, well, if I enjoy it so much for myself, why not try making money doing it for other people? <laughs> and so, and there's a few companies out there who do that. Um, are basically, the client, what they do is they just record the episode and that's it. And then they send the audio over and then basically, so then I edit it and produce it, you know, adding in the intros and the outros and um, removing like ums and uhs and different filler words like that. And then making sure the audio is um, edited to where it's, clear and um, like removing the hums and just various things like that. And then creating audiograms and quote cards and just the whole nine yards basically. And then uh, submitting it to the directories. And so basically where all the client has to do is record it and that's it. And then, cause I think one of the problems what the hang up is for people getting into podcasting is they don't really re- mind the recording part, but all the other stuff overwhelms them the editing and producing and promoting and all of that. And so basically, what we do is just make that <laughs> easy to where they only have to do the recording part and that's it, basically. Wow. So.
0: I'm sorry. Do you have a team of people who do this?
1: Oh, well, right now it's just me. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, because I just, this? uh-huh. Yeah, currently I do. Mm-hmm. Wow. But at some point I'll probably get more people.
0: <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm just thinking as you're talking, I'm going, yep. I do all those things for my podcast. I, I do the audiogram, the quote, the recording. And so, wow. So you have, you're doing your own podcast and then you have clients that are sending you their recordings for you to do that as well. I mean, how do you not get overwhelmed with that?
1: Yeah. Well, and I just started, so I don't have too many clients yet. Just a couple, but so it's manageable right now, but yeah, at a certain point I'm going to have to start, um, you know, either outsourcing some of that or getting virtual assistance. But yeah, it's pretty time consuming, but I I enjoy it. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it saves the clients a lot of time. Yeah, um, and then yeah, you had asked about the directory. Uh, I got that idea because it's I, I looked around and I didn't see anything else. Although now there are a couple, but before I started, there weren't any that I found of directories that. You know, listed all the different podcasting related tools, like, for example, like Repurpose. I don't know if you're familiar with Repurpose or Headliner for audiograms. Yes, and then, I use those.
0: Well, I use Headliner okay. now.
1: I used to use Repurpose, but I use Headliner now. Yeah, I use them both for different things. Like, I use Repurpose to put the audio onto YouTube, and then I use Headliner for the audiograms. Um, and then, just other like uh, I have Buzzsprout on there and Captivate, which are two hosting companies, and it's just a directory of different tools and even education, like courses and whatnot, that people can one central place where people can find everything they need <laughs> to to get a podcast started. Uh, there's definitely directories out there. To help people find hosts or or other podcasts to be on and then to find guests and things like that like host and guest matching uh, but I didn't find anything for that just showed services and tools.
0: Um, now do you charge a fee for these services
1: for the podcast resource directory for both yes. <sighs> uh yeah so well with the podcast resource directory um well it's free to people who just go to it and are looking for information and and products and tools but like for the people who want to be on the website um for the podcast related companies i just it's just a donation based like pay what you can or pay what you want model basically unless they want to be featured then there's uh, an annual fee for that um where they would be like on the front page versus just in their category. And then uh and then of course, yes, there's definitely a feed for Podseam that's um oh uh, let's see, right now the pricing is nine ninety seven for four episodes a month with everything the editing, producing, audiograms, social media graphics, all that stuff. So <laughs> now nine dollars and ninety seven or 900. Oh no no <laughs> nine hundred nine hundred and ninety seven. So it comes to, I guess around two fifty an episode for the full everything. Okay,
0: okay, yeah, because it is it is time consuming. Mm-hmm. It's very time consuming. Yes, very, and it, with you doing it yourself, I, I yeah, <laughs> that is something. Wow. I mean, you you really love podcasting because I've been doing my own and I do all this stuff myself and I don't think I want to do it for anyone else.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a lot. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you say you have, okay, so you have your Frugalpreneur book and you have two other books. Can you talk about those?
1: Mm-hmm. So the one I'm working on right now is Podcastpreneur. <laughs> uh, the one that is in between those two is called Authorpreneur, which I wrote because I learned so much in the process of writing and publishing Frugalpreneur, uh, I self-published it, that I decided, well, I should, it's kind of like I, I learned something and then I decide, oh, I should talk about how I learned that or, you know, have a breakdown of the process, basically, um, so that's what authorpreneur is. It's about self-publishing. And then podcastpreneur is about podcasting. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you're you're a busy lady. You're
0: definitely um <laughs> a, a, a wealth of knowledge and doing these things. Wow, I can't I can't believe it. So you're you're enjoying this?
1: Yes, I do enjoy it. Um, I mean, it's kind of hard to balance everything and to kind of switch gears. Um, from writing about podcasting to actually podcasting to editing and all that stuff. And then, yeah, so it's kind of like there's a lot of irons in the fire. Um, I actually also had a travel agency, (laughs) which I just, an online travel agency, not like where I had a brick and mortar location or anything. But um, And I actually just closed that after five years because I wanted to go focus on podcasting pretty much full time at this point. Wow, really? (laughs) Yeah, so I've had a lot of irons in the fire, but um, I think I'm narrowing in on that and whatnot, so. Wow, interesting.
0: So with you being, um, owning a travel agency, do you travel and do podcasts when you travel?
1: Um, well, I haven't obviously been able to travel much right. lately, but, <laughs> uh, and I try to travel once or twice a year just for my own personal, because um, I love traveling and that's how I got into the travel industry was because I loved it so much myself. Um, so I've never actually podcasted while traveling, though that would be easy enough to do <laughs> with a laptop and a mic and everything. Um. So, but it was more like helping people plan their trips and um, like they might say, I had one client who um, would go on like two or three vacations a year <laughs> and I would, she had like a general idea of what she wanted to do or where she wanted to go, but then I kind of would narrow it down to like different options for those dates and things like that. And then, uh, and then book it for. Her. And so then of course there's a commission there uh, and then helped her kind of plan the trips. That's basically what I did was helping people narrow down and and get it booked and then helping them plan. And um, so like a, a full-blown travel agent, basically. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> wow. So how has your journey been since, cause you've, mentioned that you've had different businesses that you had, but tell me about some of your successes and failures along the way where now it seems like you're pretty much into this is something that you're really enjoying podcasting. Tell, tell the listeners some of the things that you had to go through and overcome along the way to get to this point.
1: Okay, yeah, and I actually did a podcast episode kind of about that Um, earlier this week about closing the travel agency and why I did um, and that I don't feel like the travel agency and even the photography business I had were necessarily failures because I was making an income with them but it was more that I realized that they weren't what I wanted to do long term or um, that I I don't know as entrepreneurs we kind of have shiny object object syndrome where something else comes along and (laughs) it looks more appealing and we're like, oh, let's try that now. And that's definitely been, I guess, that's been an issue or I guess maybe a failure that I've had over the years is that I tend to have shiny object syndrome. But um, I think they all these different ventures basically have been like stepping stones to... Uh, I wouldn't say they were failures, but learning experiences, I guess, to um, what I really want to do, like kind of just steps. It's like the photography business and travel agency have nothing to do with podcasting. (laughs) Um, So someone might be like, well, how is that like stepping stones? Because it's unrelated, but I feel like you learn in the process. um, And uh, you know and so i had the photography business for 7 years and then the travel agency for 5 years and i've had various little businesses here and there that i don't really consider <laughs> even worth talking about cuz they were so little and so short lasting but um those were the two main ones and i think the fact that they lasted as long as they did Uh, and that they were income producing, Um, I think they were successful enough, but it was just that, I I don't know, it's almost like you you try different things, and (laughs) eventually you might get to the point where you're like, well, that was fun while it lasted, but (laughs) not that you should just keep, you know, changing what you're doing, but Uh, I feel like podcasting is basically ultimately where I'm going to land and stick with. And, um, that sometimes you have to get other things out of the way, like other things that you're interested in and want to try, kind of get those out of the way, get them out of your system basically. And then, you know, absolutely. No, and that's,
0: that's kind of what I was going for because, and I didn't mean you thinking of things as a failure, but. We've all we go through successes and failures to get to the point where where you are now where you're saying, OK, podcasting is this is it for me. And this is where I want to grow. But I do believe, like you said, everything is a stepping stone. So you learn things along the way, even though you had two businesses that were totally unrelated. I'm pretty sure there's aspects of those two businesses that you say, OK, I can take that and put it towards my podcast business, whatever that may be, whether it's, you know, your travel agency is working with people and, you know, things like that. So I always like for people to know the, the lead up the stones that come to the point where someone is finally saying, okay, I'm at the point where I feel that this is where I'm supposed to be.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's yep. You said it more concisely than I did. (laughs)
0: Wow. Well, Sarah, we're gonna get into the question portion of our show. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So who or what motivates you? Oh, as far as entrepreneurial whatever. Uh, it 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 doesn't matter. It doesn't be have to be business. It can be whatever.
1: Uh, well, I guess what motivates me on in the entrepreneurial space is just I would like to get to the point someday where I'm able to work from anywhere and travel while still working and making an income. So I guess the lifestyle that I would like to have is what motivates me to keep going. What demotivates you? I guess just the process and how long it takes and just all the hustle that you have to go through. Like, uh, I mean, obviously I'm still doing it, but it's like some days you're just, it's overwhelming sometimes. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) When was a time that something was said or done to hurt you, but it worked for your good?
1: Hmm. I guess any time where someone doubts that I could do something and then it just motivates you basically to work harder at that thing and to prove them wrong, basically. Mm. Okay. What is your fear? I, my fear would be failing as an entrepreneur, like getting to the point where I would just give up, you know, because I've been doing this thing for over 10 years. Um And I've had some successes along the way, but uh, I guess the fear would be to get to the point where I just completely give up and stop pursuing it.
0: Mm. Is there a time when you wish you had done something that you didn't?
1: Well, one thing that I wish is that I had started on my entrepreneurial journey about a decade before I did. Um, I'm 37 now, and I started. Hmm, I was probably like 25-ish, and I wish that I had started right out of high school, basically. Mm
0: -hmm. Is there a time that you wish you had not done
1: something? Uh, I guess there are several little tiny businesses I've started over the course of the decade plus that I wish I hadn't wasted time on because uh you know and focus more on the things that have worked mm-hmm. what is your definition of success well my de- definition of success will be when i get to that point where i can work full time on you know from home or remotely and travel and be able to produce a, enough of an income uh self employed as an entrepreneur to be able to be, to work remotely from wherever I want, basically. How do you recharge? Uh, Well, sleep for sure. (laughs) (laughs) And coffee. Uh, Yeah, that's, yeah, sleep and coffee. (laughs) (laughs) What are you awesome at? (sighs) Oh. I would say i'm I'm pretty good on my podcast with interviewing and uh coming up with like follow up questions and keeping a conversation flowing i and I feel like that's in part why I've decided to stick with podcasting is that i I feel like i have um i don't know i don't know if talent is the right word but uh i don't know a natural uh inclination I guess I don't know I get I just feel like I'm I'm pretty good in that area okay
0: what legacy do you want to leave
1: I've always thought it would be awesome to be able to uh, start a business where it could last for generations or be passed on to like my kids and their kids and so on like a family business type of thing um I think that would be awesome to to leave that kind of a legacy.
0: Hmm. Give the listeners one motivational takeaway.
1: Let's see. Well, if they haven't started a business or thinking about it um, in the online space would, I guess just to, there's so many different things that they could try, uh, but but to narrow down to Maybe a couple things, and try them, and just see what feels more natural. Or um, you know, the book for Gopreneur and even the podcast, is probably would be helpful to kind of get a feel for the different options and ideas for creating an online business and the tools that you need to get started affordably. Because um, I think. the the price of starting a business is a big hindrance to a lot of people. And of course, if it's not an online business, if you need like a brick and mortar store, then or or if you need to keep an inventory or any of that kind of stuff, that requires a lot of capital. But fortunately, with so many online business options, it's affordable to get started. So that would be, I guess, my words of encouragement that... It doesn't have to be expensive to start a business. Mm.
0: So Sarah, tell the listeners how they can connect with you. And if they want to become a part of the pod seam or your podcast resource directory, tell them what they
1: need to do. So my main website is thesarahstjohn.com because Sarah St. John was taken. <laughs> uh, so it's just uh, T-H-E-S-A-R-A-H-S-T-J-O-H-N. And then they can actually get a free copy of my first two books um, at the sarahstjohn.com forward slash free. And then um, there's podseam.com, P-O-D-S-E-A-M. That's the podcast production agency. And then uh, podcastresourcedirectory.com is that directory of the podcast-related sources, tools, and resources. Uh, And then social media is pretty much the Sarah St. John on all the platforms. Okay.
0: Well, Sarah, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with me today and talk about your podcasting journey because as women, we need to – Get and invade the space because there's a lot of opportunity, and I think more women need to take advantage of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I appreciate you having me on.
0: If you like Trina Talk podcast, please don't forget to go out to iTunes and rate it five stars and leave a review. Also, who else in your life do you know that needs some motivation and inspiration in their life? Don't forget to share Trina Talk with them. I hope you have a great week. And remember, if you change your mindset, you can change your life. Keep striving because success is a journey, not a destination.